Oftentimes when I'm at a family's house for dinner, something I enjoy doing, I'll often get the question, so Father, how did, uh, like, how did you decide to become a priest? And this gospel actually played a pretty important role in part of that story. So actually it was just about 10 years ago. It was a cold December night, uh, 2010. I was in Rockford, Illinois. I just got done working and I was right next to Holy Family, which has an adoration chapel. So I went over there to pray and a priest was walking out of the adoration chapel. It's a good thing, right as I was walking in and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm a stupid college student. Of course I need to go to confession. So I asked the priest to hear my confession and he did, which I was grateful for. And then I went in and it was just, it was, honestly, it was a gift of some very peaceful and, and beautiful prayer. And just like, wow, this is amazing. I love being with our Lord in adoration, which isn't always the way that prayer goes, but that was a gift that night. And after about 45 minutes, an hour, uh, a thought came into my head. It was a conversation I'd had with the priest, a priest who uh, had recently been at my parish. His name is Father Federspiel. He, was, he came from this parish. And so uh, he had kind of taken me under his wing. He had known me in high school. And it was at that time that he started asking me some questions and encouraging me to take some of these things I was going over in my heart to adoration with. And one time he asked me, he said, what do you do in adoration? I said, like, oh, I pray the rosary. There's a book there. I'll pick it up and read it. And he's like, okay, that's good. That's great. But you talk to our Lord. I was like, I don't know. not really. What do you mean? He's like, like this. We're having a conversation. Do you talk to our Lord like that? He's like, I don't think I do. We'll try it. So after this period of prayer, I was like, what's up, God? It seemed the appropriate way to start a conversation with the creator of the universe. And uh, there was no lightning bolt. There was no voice opening up like Moses, no burning bush. But there was a conversation, and I got a real distinct sense that our Lord was upset. He was sad. And I was like, God, you know, why are you, why are you upset? Why? Is the evils in the world, abortion, like what, what's making you upset? It was very clear. He said, John, you're making me sad. You're the cause of my sadness today. And that's obviously not a feeling you want to have at all. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm in adoration. Just prayed for like an hour. Just went to confession. Isn't this like, isn't this what you want a Christian to do? He said, John, everything I've given you, you've said, thanks God, take it from here. You've thrown it back in my face and just done whatever you wanted to do. And it was very true. Even though I grew up in a very Catholic family, the faith was number one. It was always about John. As long as, as, long as I was taken care of, faith was fine. But uh, in everything that I did, it was always about me. I was a very selfish, prideful person. I still am, still struggle with it quite a bit. But whether it was my pursuits of athleticism. I wasn't the greatest athlete in the world. Uh, my academics, not the smartest person in the world, you guys know that. And, uh, you know, just trying to be popular. I was never the most popular kid in school, but everything that I'd kind of been given, I was like, all right, as long as John is taken care of, then, you know, it's fine. So I was fine with giving God about 85, 90% of my heart. But it was that last 10%. I was just... This is, this is for me. And even that time in my life, you know, I had applied to University of Illinois, didn't get in, didn't apply to any other school. So I'm at community college in Rockford, 
And for about a year and a half, I just had a giant pity party where while my friends were off at colleges, I was like, whatever. Faith isn't that important. I'll do whatever I want on the weekend. That's fine. And like it all just came crashing down on me in this moment to realize how selfish I had been with all the things that the Lord had given me. Um, I, I kind of broke down in tears and it was at that moment, it was like, all right, God, you know, like, what do you want me to do with my life? Like, what do you want? I just opened that last 10%, just the tiniest little bit. And he kicked the door right open. And he said, I want you to be a priest. And I was like, oh, anything else to that? I don't want to be a priest. Anything else. Which had been, that's why I had kept that last 10%, because I didn't want to be a priest. I didn't want to not have a family. But uh, the Lord made it clear. And I was like, all right, I've got to give it a go. And for the last 10 years, I've been on this journey that has led me all over the world, uh, all over the diocese, and been so blessed to be here these last few years. And boy, I'm so glad that I gave that last part of my heart to our Lord, because when you say yes, it's amazing what it'll do with our lives. We look at the gospel, right? He gives these talents to these individuals, and like the five-talent person, it's not really us. That's like John Paul II, you know, that's Mother Teresa. That's the ones who are the great saints, and it's so awesome that the church has those, uh, those saints who just go and uh, are, are tremendous inspirations to each and every one of us. But for us, you know, we look at the one with the one talent or the two talent, and really it's a matter of selfishness or selflessness. The one with the one talent, the Lord calls him a wicked and lazy servant. That same mentality of saying, like, all right, you know what? I don't really want to have to put in the effort to figure out what I need to do. So I'll just bury it in the ground. I'll never really push myself. I'll never really allow myself to be challenged. I'll never really go there. I'm going to keep that last 10% of my heart for me. He didn't gamble it away. He didn't squander it. But he was also... Not bold. He didn't go for it. There is that fear. That's not what the Lord is about. He doesn't deal in matters of niceties or any sort of timidness. The Lord goes there. The Lord gives it all. The Lord, you know, casts out into the deep. All we have to do is look at the crucifix to realize there isn't one drop of self selfishness in our God. He gives everything. Even in the life of the Trinity, we see that, that love between the Father and the Son is so, so pure that it's the Holy Spirit. It's that third person of the Trinity. And that the Holy Spirit, that image of that ever-overflowing fountain, that life-giving water that goes out and just gives of itself in the creation of the world and the creation of, of all of us. So we need to be like that person with the two talents who's faithful in the small things, who recognizes where the Lord is calling them to do their best. We can't do everything, but we can do so much when we just surrender it all to the Lord. So, as always, I'm talking to myself first and foremost as we get to the end of the liturgical year, when we start having these readings, thinking about the big things, it's time to do a life check. It's time to do a life check where we sit down and say, am I giving my entire life to our Lord? Am I giving every corner of my heart? Or is there a little section that I'm just keeping for myself? 
So the Lord doesn't deal with that. The Lord doesn't, doesn't have time for that. He wants everything. It's either you're all in or don't bother showing up. It's literally how the Lord works. So, brothers and sisters, we got to take a little leap of faith. But recognize that when you give 100% of your heart, the Lord will take you for a journey that only results in joy and peace and love for life. Right? The greatest decision I ever made was to go all in and start an adventure. There's gonna, it's, it's hard at times, but again, I've never been happier in my entire life. So we thank the Lord for the talents that he's given each and every one of us, and we ask the Holy Spirit to show us as we receive the Eucharist today any part of our heart that we're not surrendering to our Lord and then to have courage to trust and to give it to him so that one day we can all share in the Master's joy.